This is the podcast, Imaginary People, Places, and Things, and I'm your narrator, Julie Liddell Whitehead. Today's story is Too Quiet, a story of betrayal. Too Quiet. Marley was sitting, leaning her head back against the headboard of her bed, nursing her new baby that morning when her husband Joe came in from working all night at the sawmill. Mary Jane was a week old that day. Neither of them cared. He sat down at the foot of the bed, staring at the little red-headed baby she was holding. Marley was trying to get her fed and sleeping before the other five got up to go to school. Joe sat staring so long, even after the baby stopped sucking and had gone to sleep with a string of Mary Marley's long, dyed blonde hair in her hand. What you thinking on so hard, Joe? Marley finally said. When you're going to tell me where that baby came from, that's what. Marley stirred as she started to get up. Don't you get up walking out from me, Joe said. Same place all babies come from. Takes two to do it. I told you we was getting too old for this baby business. You come home with this one. You and me both half chalked off. You pop out a baby with red hair and green eyes. Ain't no sense in that. You signed the birth certificate, Joe. What do you want me to say? I already told you what I want. It ain't my fault they catch me at the door with pen in hand before I ever got to see her. What else was I supposed to do once I saw her, huh? I'm responsible for you. I take care of you. Now you do me this way. We are going to talk today. I can't live like this. You take care of me? Wasn't no taking care of me for a year before you got this sawmill job this guy's both chasing our tails? I work days with you working nights. Precious little time for you to take care of me. Our kids taking care of each other? Don't you go change the subject. The matter at hand, Marley. Marley got up from the bed, putting Mary Jane in the same white wooden bed cradle that had held all five of the others before they were weaned. What do you want to know? Can we start with a name? You don't know him. Who do you think I don't know? I know every man in this county, kin to half of them. Now tell me a name. Or do I got to start picking them out of the air? I'll tell you the same name he told me. Sean. He was black Irish. His name he called himself was Sean McDowell. Sean narrowed his eyes. Ain't no black Irish around here. Foo. He ain't from around here. You remember at the hotel while you was working? Yeah, I did. Lord, I get to live this long. You sit here telling me you got tied up with a black Irish in town only for the day. You wanted a name, you got it. Now leave me and my baby be. They sat for a long time with Mary Jane sleeping in the crib. Marley looked at the clock, realizing the other kids should start waking up soon. You got anything else you want to say? So he left you something to remember him by. You mean for him to do that? No, I didn't. Just stood up. I guess I can divorce you. Put you and her out on the street. Who'd take care of the other five you gave me, huh? You thought any about that? Plenty of widow women around here for me to choose from. They take a hard-working man that kept himself to himself. Don't give me that. You think I don't know about you stepping out with Susie Bates ten years ago? That and she has it keeps people thinking him and Joe Jr. are twins. 
Everybody knows about that. And you're not as young as you used to be. Joe Jr., what about him? You know you know he's yours. Planned the first night we were ever together. Born 38 weeks later to the day. You know better. I thought I knew better now. Guess I was wrong. What's one more? It's not mine is what's one more. Can't you get that through your head? Molly sat down back on the bed. Don't it count that I'm still here? Where else you got to go? He offered me to go with him. I told him I couldn't leave my babies. So there. Not to leave me. That's right. She looked at the clock again. Joe Jr. had certainly gotten the other kids up by now. She didn't hear anything that sounded like them. I guess I could kill you. No jury'd convict me after what you've done. You're thinking like the old days. You go to jail, the kids would go to the state. You want that for them? I sure don't want this for them. God, God, be with me, help me. Everything was quiet. How I see it is we're stuck with each other now, Molly said. We might as well make all make the best of it. How's that by you? Joe stared at her. It's like I said before, no one else around here would have you. No one else will take me either. You might can live with that. I can't. Molly saw the gun come up too late to jump out in front of it. The splinters from the baby cradle shot all over the room. She jumped across the bed for it, screaming no, before feeling the gunshot in her back. Her last thoughts as she blacked out were Sean McDowell, how he held her hand as he said her name. She came to with a paramedic standing over her. You don't know how lucky you are to be alive, ma'am. What about my babies? The paramedic shook his head. This has been the podcast, Imaginary People, Places, and Things, and I've been your narrator, Julie Liddell Whitehead. And remember, a story is only as true as you believe it to be. See you next time.